Skateboarding down the street in the pitch dark, headphones on, bopping his head to the music. Yes. I thought, what is he doing right that I'm not? He's the less fortunate. He's clearly <laughs> happier than I am right now. Mm. Less stressed, anyway. Yep. Yeah, until he gets hit. And he'll be very stressed. Um, live from Studio C. These ain't your dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, today... Wednesday hump day, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The Senate Judiciary Committee. What's the very latest? They are or aren't? We still don't know. That's At this moment. Still floating around, still up in okay. the air, still evolving. Okay. Unlikely. The very latest is her lawyer says we want an FBI investigation yes. before she's willing to testify. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well. Okay. Well, we'll get into that later then. Zitzoo! And, uh... Even Bob Corker? Yeah, Bob Corker, who was originally said, no, we got to hear from this woman, has said, we're having a hearing Monday. You can show up or not, then we're voting on Wednesday. Mm. And he was one of the people that was, you know. Ain't that a Corker. <laughs> <laughs> Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. We got a baker in the house. We have Somebody is baking fresh cookies and leaving them out now. Yeah, this, yeah. This I, is, want a, I want a ban on home baked goods. This is great. You want a ban on homemade yes. cookies, which are delicious. Only disgusting, factory-made, trans-fat-laden crap that I can pass by, please. It is hard to turn down homemade cookies. <laughs> yes. What kind of cookie? Um, I'm not quite sure. Well, delicious- Hanson's eating one. Why don't you tell us, Hanson, what <laughs> kind of cookie that is? Very delicious cookies. Well, the, the chocolate chip, oatmeal. Are those peanut white, butter? White chocolate delicious. Oh, yeah. Oh, looks, yeah. looks pretty good. Ooh. White chocolate. Oh, man. Yeah. They're very oh, good. I could mm. use four or five or eight of those. Mm. You're not a white chocolate supremacist, are you? <laughs> There's Positive Sean, who, uh, yeah, we're all white males and we only eat white chocolate. That's part of our deal. Like and the we, Senate Judiciary can And we give that sign a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Hanson was giving me that sign while he ate the cookie. Oh, boy. Um, there is Positive oh, Sean, whose smile Nazis! lights up the room. And David was right. Nazis! Now, for some reason, the internet is telling me that it is uh, National Talk Like a Pirate Day, which is stupid. Right. But what's not stupid is the fact that nobody had any idea or a concept of that pirates talked a certain way. Sure. Until Robert Newton played uh, 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 the pirate in Long John, or played pirate Long John Silver in Treasure Island in 1950. Here is a clip of the first time anybody had this sort of accent for pirates. It is no longer befitting for the likes of us to pass judgment on him. He'll be coming face to face 
with old Flint himself he will, and be made to give proper accounting for his evil ways. Amen. Now, my only lesson from this is be bold, make choices, and someday, maybe a day will be dedicated to a thing that you started, like Sir Robert Newton. I don't know if he's a sir or not. I that just is, felt like putting that, that, that is, on. Wow, pretty that's, amazing, that's, though. It is uh, revelatory about the way things work in society. Because there's no reason for a pipe to actually sound that way. And then in the modern age, you're going to sound like a Somali drug dealer. That's what you're going right. to sound like. Yeah. Um, no kidding. Arr. I'm the captain now. Yeah, a, a Venezuelan who's just going to cut your throat. Right. Exactly. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are it's you, not as charming. <laughs> no, not as cool. I'm doing very well. We have a celebrity birthday today. Jimmy Fallon turning 44 today. Good for him. Star of SNL and The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, you know, a real jokester. Uh, and finally, I read about a new bright blue-colored wine that's being served in France. They even have a name for it, Chateau de Windex. You guys, there you Maybe. go. <laughs> so blue. So, uh, That's why. I really That's like why. Jimmy Fallon. I find yeah. him very likable. Everybody likes Jimmy Fallon. And Jerry Seinfeld said once, Jimmy Fallon is the most normal person he's ever met in show business. Huh. Just completely I get that normal. sense. Yeah. He just seems like completely normal. Well, yeah. Jimmy's got a normal net worth of $60 million and a normal annual salary of $16 million a year. He's all right, though. For yep. playing ants in the pants with celebrities. <laughs> yeah, that seems to work. Yeah. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Wednesday, September 19th, the year 2018, we're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, the world has bullied us into a single alternative. That's doing a radio show according to FCC rules and regulations that begins precisely at Mark. Can you... Tell the committee what was the most embarrassing of all the incidences that you have alleged. I think the one that was the most embarrassing was his discussion of, of pornography involving these women with large breasts and, and ha- engaged in variety of sex with different people or animals, that was the thing that embarrassed me the most and made me feel the most humiliated. There you go. See, no, the, the most... Everybody's comparing this to the Anita Hill Clarence Thompson. will never be as good as that because there's going to be no mention of oh sex boy. with animals. Oh, boy. <laughs> the most embarrassing part was a U.S. senator saying incidences when he meant incidents. It's your language. Learn it. That was a young Joe Biden. And Anita yeah. Hill trying, uh, attempting to tell her story that might have brought down Clarence Thomas. Similar. So we're going to revisit that later today. It's pretty damned entertaining. A lot of similarities, a lot of differences. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, Kavanaugh accuser wants a Senate delay. Probably no way. Korean summit details on denuking and bad financial news for positive Sean. Uh-oh. You know, the biggest difference with the Anita Hill, Clarence Thomas thing to me is that one of them had to be lying. Um, just had to be. Whereas with this one, they both could be telling the truth. And and one of them's just wrong. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, which is an interesting parsing of, of words, but accurate. Yeah. Uh, how's mailbag You can believe yourself to be truthful while saying something that is not quote-unquote sure. true. sure. Oh, mailbag's good. Uh, a little this, a little that. Plenty of uh, the accuser and the judge. Right. Among other things. Yeah, some interesting new nuggets on that. I think I've decided what we've got to make for the new standard that I would like to introduce into uh, into law. 
and see if we get past both houses and signed by the president. Ah, I think we've got a new standard we need to come up with. Oh, one highlight of uh, mailbag is, <laughs> excuse me, perhaps my favorite uh, crime a day example. That we're all co- committing crimes every single day because there's so damn many laws. Mm-hmm. Got a good crime for us? Oh, I'll bet you've committed it. Well, I may have. Oh, yeah. Already today? I'm prepared to w- wrestle you down and, uh, and, and, and uh, perpetrate a citizen's arrest. Does that have anything to do with what Anita Hill was talking about there? Sex oh, with animals? Boy. <laughs> no. Stop it! That's against the law. Stop it! You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It was a beautiful day. Sun beat down. So complicated. I saw a political strategist, a Democrat strategist on a cable news show yesterday, and I think some people are starting to come to re- this realization. You realize that if you get Kavanaugh to resign somehow, and there's an opening come election day that benefits the Republicans. The Democrat, some Democrat strategists are, are, are saying that, and it's clearly to me true. Mm. I think that's clearly true. The 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 a lot of the Republican crowd that's not completely cool with Trump, maybe all your evangelicals or whoever, be right back to the polls to make sure they get the right justice going. Right, right. So that's a that's a that's a that's a tough strategy right there. I would agree. I would agree. And, you know, I'm not about politics, Jack. I'm just about facts and the truth and what's good for this beautiful country. I thought you said Um, it was unknowable yesterday. uh, Exactly. Since it's unknowable, I'm not sure the truth plays a role in this. Well, as a man who craves leisure, that works out perfectly for me because I'm all about the pursuit for the truth. I've declared it unknowable. So so you're done uh, here. I'm going to hit the hammock. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done here. Mailbag. Uh, first of all, a freedom-loving quote of the day. This one is uh, somewhat lengthy, but I think you'll enjoy it. I know Jack will enjoy it, as we've been dealing with some of this crap right uh, recently. Uh, Malcolm Forbes, have you heard of him? Publisher, financier. There's another major hurdle to a new year of prosperity, our tax code. No human being understands it. Their current code, which runs over 8,000 pages and countless thousands more, it's actually hundreds of thousands, more pages of IRS rulings and interpretations is beyond redemption. Incalculable amounts of the nation's intellectual brain power devoted to the dead-end task of coping with the current tax code. Over one and a half million people in the U.S. make their living off of it, whether in lobbying, lawyering, tax preparing, or accounting. Americans spend five and one half billion hours a year filling out tax forms. Wow, that's and insane. S- and spend between 100 billion and 300 billion to comply with the current code. Spend and Malcolm Forbes passed in 1990, and it's grown unspeakably oh. Oh, longer yeah. and more complex Jeez. in the interim. Take those numbers times five, ten. Right. I don't know. And then your crime a day from Ben the Libertarian. 18 U.S. Code uh, slash 1865 and Thursday CFR 7.89B3IC makes it a federal crime for a bicyclist traveling downhill to not yield to a bicyclist traveling uphill in New River Gorge National River in West Virginia. Hmm. It's a federal crime. Federal crime. So if you find yourself uh, in that circumstance, I suggest you yield. I was driving... Uh, Probably yield both ways because you'll never remember that law, which is the point. I was driving faster than the surrounding traffic. 
by a little this morning. Mm. And uh, I came upon, quite quickly, a truck that had no taillights of any kind. Oh, boy. And um, it was uh, with a major corporation. And I was just thinking, if I had rear-ended this major corporation's truck Mm. and injured myself or claimed to, but I gotten a lot of money out of them, or what I yes. surely the if you hit somebody from behind, it's always your fault. Doesn't count if it's dark and they got no taillights. Oh, I, yeah, I think uh, if your insurance company lawyers were any good, you, the, you could at least get them to have the lion's share of the culpability, in spite of your uh, uh, reportedly uh, uh, impressive speed. It's dangerous, though, man. Is oh, it's crazy dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. We we're talking about uh, the upcoming uh, Neil Armstrong movie. What's it called? Uh, First Man. A couple of points. Looks very, cool. Very quickly. My Uncle Neil Armstrong. Uh, Mark says... <laughs> never talked to me at Thanksgiving. Wow. Yeah. Uh, disapproved of you and your lifestyle. Well, I, I was always asking him about the moon landing. Every question was about the moon landing. Mm, finally, he got sick of you. And he just ignored me. Yeah, keep that boy away from me. <laughs> yes, Colonel. Um, uh, so, uh, people... You know, it would be a great leap for mankind shutting that kid up. <laughs> That's what he said. He's a clever man. <laughs> Not very patient. Uh, uh, other great depictions of the moon landing, dramatic uh, in, uh, depictions, From the Earth to the Moon, produced by Tom Hanks on the HBO. Hmm. Uh, also, uh, let's see, what was the other one? Um, the miniseries When We Left Earth goes from Gemini through Apollo. It will blow your mind what the USA used to be and used to get done. Uh, that's from Mark. Also, uh, we had somebody point out, I, I didn't print it, but... And and this has gained some infamy. I haven't verified that it's true, but I've heard it. That they deleted the scene where the American flag was planted because they wanted international audiences to feel more like it was an international achievement. It was an achievement by mankind, in the not new by movie? the United States. Yeah, in the, in the new, new movie. movie. Yeah, hmm. that has the ring of of bitter, I, disgusting truth to it. I, but geez, I have not verified it. I would think you could put out a version for the rest of the world that doesn't have that, but for America, it has the flag. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any idea that, that why we uh, used to water down our war movies and the space story and any of that stuff? Was that because of the Cold War? We didn't want to make it seem like it was a big deal, or were we just a hardier person? Are we too touchy-feeling now? It's just, you know, Saving Private Ryan was the first real depiction I'd seen of how freaking scary and awful and everything, mm-hmm. you know, D-Day was. All your old black and white movies, and the boys charged on the beach and won the day. Right. I mean, one of just, them fell down, said, oh, right. And the, and the moon landing was just, and off they went, and they landed, and everything was great. Yeah, I, I don't, everything was less explicit. Is that good or bad? Uh, I don't know. That's an interesting question. Uh, Mark Grossman actually talked about that a little bit in the fabulous book on killing uh, which is definitely worth a read. He, he talks about how we used to have so much more death around us on the farm. You know, granddad would die at home and, and the undertaker would come and we were much more comfortable with it. Um, and now we are not at all comfortable with it. And so we portray it in uh, pornographic ways in our horror movies and that sort of thing, which is an interesting change. Your point is kind of a tangent to that discussion. I'm not quite sure how it fits. Yeah, I'm not sure that's what's going on here. I, I like the full we story. We fetishize like, death. I like the idea of Neil Armstrong being scared to death and his, his marriage falling apart from the pressure. And all. I mean, that's an interesting, if that's true, that's all very interesting. Well, right. Why wouldn't we want that? You know, it's like I've often said about heroes, whether it's Martin Luther King or, uh, or Neil Armstrong or, or George Washington, don't make them saints. They weren't. 
They 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 had headaches. They bled. They pooed. Their their marriages suffered because of the pressure. I don't know if I need to hear about George Washington pooing. <laughs> well, to get a full round I'm told picture it was of the impressive. Human. He was six foot four in his boots. Um, just yeah, the fact that they were human and had all of our frailties and did what they did—that's inspiring. Not making them to be demigods because that lets the rest of us off the hook. Hmm. Moving along. Kevin writes, and I do not know what sort of schoolings Kevin is uh, engaged in, but listen to this, would you? My humanities teacher claimed today that the Trump administration is on its way to getting rid of the Bill of Rights. Oh, wow. He said that out loud in class. She, yeah. And that's unfreaking believable. I'm not surprised that she said this. I just feel bad for all the students that are influenced by this and have fear instilled in them now. You sure as hell shouldn't have to pay for that. No. I mean, that is unbelievable. Yeah, and and listen, I would like to tell all the schoolboys and girls listening, uh, you know, stand up and say, wait a minute. That's a load of crap, with all due respect. Yeah. Do I have to pay for this class? Because that's crap. Right. But then you get screwed and your grade will drop and you don't need the headache and then... The derision of your peers. Uh, speaking of which, this is great. Uh, it's um, uh, Tanner, <clears throat> who calls himself a smfag, a super mega friend of Armstrong and Getty. Hey, dudes, there was a post about people on dating sites putting F Trump or don't swipe on me if you like Trump. I commented on it like an idiot. I talked about how people shouldn't live and die by their t- politics. I said it's a little ignorant and childish to do so, which in hindsight I should have known would trigger the masses. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. You would not believe the amount of hatred and vitriol spewed at me. I gave back reasonable arguments with no personal digs, but they spat back at me with comments on how every single person who supports Trump is a racist, bigot, or xenophobe. Some even claimed that they would have divorced their spouses without hesitation or have a mental breakdown if they found out their spouses supported Trump. I do not understand how people can be this ridiculous and close-minded. Shed some light, please, sirs. Bye-bye. That's Tanner. Bye-bye, Tanner. That's something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because you guys are arguing two different things. You're saying people should be able to get along with different politics. And they're saying Trump is an a hole. Like they, you, no, they're not. You, you, that's they the root of it. Divorce their spouse if they voted for Trump. You, yeah, it's not about voting for a Republican. They wouldn't have said that if they voted for Mitt Romney. But Trump is an a hole, and he's appointing appointing great judges who will and, guide and us into the future. Killing it, and the economy's killing it. And he's a flaming a hole. He's one of the worst a holes in the history of politics. <laughs> You're going to divorce me for voting? You're a maniac. You're a maniac. That'd be a weird marriage. You, well, if your spouse is going to divorce you over that, you probably don't have a very good marriage. 5% Bye-bye. of divorces in Britain happen because of Fortnite. People get divorced <laughs> for stupid reasons all the time. Well, that's hard to argue with. Well, that's neglect. Well, again, Sean, a highly questionable point. It's not divorced over Fortnite because she'd prefer you're playing, you know, another thing, Call of Duty. It's because you're neglecting the poor girl or guy. Finally, this. Joe, you said you weren't sure what the Emmy joke was about with the Instagram models and Dubai and the rest of it. Joe, he was implying that Instagram models are whores. Porn stars and other popular sluts get paid to bed the rich folk of the uh, Middle Eastern oil countries. I know you knew this, but didn't put two and two together. That's not No the- slut shaming here. Like the old saying goes, nothing wrong with a slut as long as they're not cheating on me or giving me STDs. Is that an old saying? <laughs> 
That's not the joke we didn't understand. We understood that joke. No, nah, I didn't exactly. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. said so, yeah. Um, Marshall's News is coming up, and uh, boy, did you hear what one senator said about the whole Kavanaugh thing. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So I think we're going to do this. Depending on your age, you do or don't remember the Clarence Thomas Anita Hill situation. He, she, he is a Supreme Court justice now, but at the very end of his confirmation process, a woman came forward or was brought forward by others, similar to this story, uh, depending on who you believe, um, and uh, and claims were made, and it got thrown up in the air in the very same way, and they ended up, they did have the open hearing, 33 hours oh. with 20-plus witnesses. Oh, did he talk about porn? I never heard it. Okay. Did he talk about porn? Yeah, he did. 33 hours over two days went till 2 o'clock in the morning when they finally wrapped it up on a Sunday night. Wow. But uh, we're going to play a little of her opening statement of what she claims happened and then his response. And, I mean, you talk about it. He said, she said. Holy cow. Anyway, here's the news with Marshall Phillips. Well, a California professor accusing Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh of sexually assaulting her decades ago wants the FBI to investigate before she testifies on Capitol Hill. The Lawyers. FBI yes. is going to investigate a 36-year-old juvenile offense, alleged offense, with an alleged victim who doesn't know where or when it took place, has named an eyewitness who said it never took place at the end of the uh, the uh, the hearings. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, you, you go with the similarities and differences between the Clarence Thomas Anita Hill right. thing, and, you know, some there's some of each. One big difference would be you couldn't come up with 22 witnesses. You can't come up, you can come up with one maybe, and he says he doesn't want to speak right. uh, in public. They they offered to uh, let him speak in private if he wants. They've also offered to let her speak right. in private if she doesn't right. want to do an open hearing. But we don't have any idea at this point how much in control she is of this at all. In, uh, uh, what do you mean? Uh, in terms of uh, powerful Democrats and lawyers and their strategies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure, well, I don't even know if she could stop it if she wanted to. I have no idea. But. I'm sure she's enduring pressures we can't oh, even imagine. yeah, yeah, yeah. I she, mean, a great deal has been made of the uh, online uh, harassment and death threats, the inevitable right. internet death threats. They and, had to move out of their house. Right, but uh, she's getting ginormous pressures from uh, oh, yeah. the other side. Oh, hey, speaking of the other side, I meant to make a conciliatory uh, point to Positive Sean. Uh, our previous argument about, uh, you know, well, if you heard it, you heard it. <laughs> I will tell you this. If somebody buys, they believes the bizarre cartoonish description of our orange president, and believes that and has internalized it, well, then I can see being so shocked that you're married to somebody who would support such a monster, you would get rid of him. It's like, you know, if you believe, if your wife supported Obama, who was a Muslim fundamentalist, Kenyan plant, who is going to tear up the Constitution, invade Texas, and insist on a third term... You would be shocked that the woman you loved was that way and might dump her. Yeah. On the, the other hand, she believes a fantasy, a fever dream. I think the the biggest point where we probably disagree with is how many of those characterizations are self-illustrated and, and how many are projected upon him. Perhaps someday we'll have a debate at a college campus where people will scream and demand I be silent. <laughs> <laughs> Salam alaikum. Moving along, lawyers for Christine... <laughs> 
Christine Plessy Ford wrote to the Senate Judiciary Committee saying she wants the FBI investigation because the letter claims some members of the committee already have made up their minds with comments that she's mistaken. She's mixed up. That's why she wants the FBI investigation before she testifies. Now, speaking of taking sides, an interesting view on Capitol Hill came yesterday from a Hawaiian senator. Oh, God. (laughs) Maisie Hirono. In a fiery presser, she offered not only do women like Dr. Ford, who bravely come forward, need to be heard, they need to be believed. We cannot continue the victimization and the smearing of someone like Dr. Ford. And her message for the men in this country? I expect the men in this country and the men in this committee, and many of them, believe me, because we all signed on to this letter to uh, demand an FBI investigation, but really, guess who's perpetuating all of these kinds of actions? It's the men in this country, and I just want to say to the men in this country, just shut up and step up. Yeah, well, no, no, we won't shut up, and political power isn't apportioned based on gender or race or ethnicity in this country, you weirdo. You know, we just did the story of a guy who was sent to prison for a very long time for raping his child. It never happened. I sat on a jury where a woman was claiming domestic violence. It became obvious by the end of it that she was a psycho, my own uh, point of view. Yes. And and this poor son of a gun will regret for the rest of his life getting involved with her. Yeah, yeah, dear. That's not the way things work. It's, uh, well, this is the way pendulums swing, and it was way to the other side, it would seem, for many years, where a woman would come forward and everybody would say, yeah, well, you got a crackpot claiming he raped her. Well, whatever. Um, And never listen to her. (laughs) So now we're going the other direction where we we always believe them and no man should have a role in this whatsoever because you can't trust men just because they're men. And I have some tape on uh, a similar topic. We won't do it now because we don't have time, but... That attitude prevails if you're talking about a Republican or a conservative. The woman right now who says Keith Ellison, the uh, vice chair of the Democratic National Committee, congressman running for the AG of Minnesota, she is saying right now he physically and emotionally abused her, and the Democrat Party is trying to ruin her right freaking now and trying well, to run her out on a rail what do you say to that Maisie? well and more than that it, it, the story can't get in the air it just right it just can't catch fire right nobody's even reporting it except fox news but oh yeah brave uh, standing up for women and they must be believed Maisie. really i don't think so i think you're a liar a liar and a partisan hack but the game of politics is not about what should be it's you know it's what is i or you know just what the climate is and so the Republicans are looking at either having only the female senators do the questioning if she shows right. up or, or or turning it over to the lawyers. They each have a lawyer. Kavanaugh has a lawyer and she has a lawyer and have them do the questioning because mm-hmm. they don't want to have Republican men up there questioning in her. And that's all that's all they have on the committee. Right. They have to import some some woman senators. That's something. I'd swap out old Grassley. He's way past his prime. Can we trade him out for? God, I, I saw Grassley and uh, Lisa Diane Murkowski. Grassley and Diefy, yeah. the two eighty-somethings yeah. up there, slow talking and gumming oh. their way through this thing. And, <laughs> oh, oh, there's no uh, reason to abuse our nation's elders. I liked back. Grassley yesterday talking about the Kavanaugh thing. I'd hate to hear about somebody bringing up something I did thirty-five years ago. You were fifty. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> all right, one, one, 
<laughs> One final note. I got bad news for Positive Sean and his investment portfolio. Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola is denying it has any interest in marijuana or cannabis. After Sell. that, Bloomberg report said the beverage company was considering joining the cannabis drink I actually market. thought that sounded like a good idea, and I thought, well, that's smart for Coca-Cola. Yeah, to get it looks on like that. an opportunity for Pepsi. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Might be a misdirection play, too. Yeah, that's very true. Maybe uh, Royal Crown Cola gets a little of this. <laughs> oh, I do enjoy an RC. The, the PSP, that's the Positive Sean portfolio, yes, still yes. continues to go but one direction, and that is up, 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 baby, because I pick winners. <laughs> All right. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation flies. Literal hundreds of dollars, multiple hundreds of dollars multiple. at play in the market. Wow. International, <laughs> domestic, wow. global. It's all over the place, baby. Wow. I'm making moves. You're wow. talking three figures. <laughs> wow. So, uh, what did Anita Hill claim? What did Clarence Thomas claim all those years ago? And how does that relate to today? This one ain't going to live up to that one, having watched all the YouTube videos yesterday. Not unless something fundamental changes. It's unlikely anybody's going to mention Long Dong Silver at any point during the testimony. As many ancient senators did back in 1991. Yeah, that probably won't happen. Wow. You know, you could issue a warning or something. (laughs) It's part of the Senate record, Joe. (laughs) That's a good point. It's our nation's history. Exactly. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The headline, Kavanaugh's Heavy Drinking. Get some time in the spotlight. That that headline in the New York Times got my attention last night. Boy, what? the examples are weak, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Who's defining heavy? Yeah, well, if we're going to use my standards, are you still on your feet? <laughs> um, uh, and you so, don't have a drink in your hand? What are you doing? So, Anita Hill versus Clarence Thomas. We'll play both of their opening statements after the top of the hour news. It's pretty interesting. And the polling at the time of what people believed... How the story came to light, fairly similar to this one. Um, and there's a lot more known about it now than there was known at the time because a couple of reports were then released in sense that were classified, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So it's pretty interesting. So I hope you can stick around for that. It's a little history lessons about it is. I'm looking forward to that myself. Uh, also, uh, it is uh, National Talk Like a Pirate Day. And if you think you're going to get through the entire show without me doing just that, you're a fool. Stay tuned for that. Oh, I got scurvy. Oh, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. The scurvy's getting me down. No, no, no. Do not step on stage and start playing blues licks when Eric Clapton is in the room. (laughs) My pirate has been saluted on three or more continents. My pirate voice. So stay tuned for that, won't you? Also, a a little tease to later on in the show. We're going to talk to a professor of medicine at the UC San Diego School of Medicine, who did some of the fundamental work on trying to figure out what were those mystery attacks on our diplomats that have caused permanent hearing loss, uh, neurological damage. She's one of the people who figured it out? Yes. Wow. And and so 
some sort of mystery weapon which not only exists but has been wielded against our people. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, it shouldn't take this. What's wrong with humanity? And I mean me. But it dawned on me at one point that my 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 little girl Delaney, who just turned nineteen and is in college, you know, working on you know a degree in international relations and politics and that sort of thing. At one point, she was pretty serious about getting into the foreign service, and this is precisely what she would have been doing. And her her brain and or hearing would have, could perhaps have been permanently damaged, as she is the sort of person who not only loves her country and wants to serve it, but wants to build bridges to other countries and spread understanding around the globe. Somebody like that being tortured, and 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 permanently hurt, is a sickening thing, and nobody's paying attention to it, or at least you know people aren't paying a lot of attention to it, and I think that's unfortunate. So we'll get to that. We have to cover Bert and Ernie later, as briefly during the day yesterday, the story was out that they are gay, then Sesame Street walked that back, so stay tuned. There are comments to be made about the modern world. There are also jokes to be made, some of which are unairable. And I would ask that everyone keep in mind the FCC's rules and regulations, which we generally ignore completely. A gay man would have done something about that unibrow. Oh, clearly. I mean, that's a tip-off right there. That's a straight man thing right there to let your unibrow go. You know, Sean and I were discussing this in the office earlier, and it it seems clear to me that that Ernie is not only hetero, but he's a player. Yeah, he's Ernie. Ernie's a party boy. Bert's an incel. Oh, you think he's he's completely celibate? Yeah, involuntarily so. And that's the point, right? Bert and Ernie—they're completely different people, but they're still friends. That's the point. Hey, America, sound familiar? Maybe. Getting along with people that you are different from. Wow. Maybe we can learn from Bert and Ernie. Wow, way to bring it home. Yeah, Ernie does have a bit of the uh, the John Belushi thing about him. I mean, he's clearly a party boy. He's clearly a little wild. He's probably pretty sensitive and vulnerable at his core. The core of his giant red head, round head. Well, we can play off the whole thing in like two sentences. The guy that did the writing for Bert and Ernie sketches on Sesame Street said he wrote the sketches as if they were gay. With them being gay in mind. Sesame Uh Street then later in the day said, puppets do not have a sexual orientation, (laughs) which is hard to argue with. They can have a gender. Uh, Yeah, that's true. That's true. They do have a gender. Well, the puppets don't have an orientation. Probably not. Well, well, are they? Minute, ch- are Bert and Ernie children? I mean, wait a minute. Adults? Wait a minute. Miss Piggy was not only hetero; she was a nymphomaniac. She was a slut. Oh, well, well no, she was an abuser, is what she was. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of domestic violence there, but she was so desperate for it, she'd do it with an amphibian. How weird is that? As a mammal. God, we got the Muppets movie where Miss Piggy punches the bad guy in the crotch, and my kids laugh so oh, hard. Boy. <laughs> Karate chops him right in the that. Uh, movie's hilarious to quote my favorite joke from this story yesterday uh one mike drucker who's a writer on some of the late night shows said muppets aren't sexual they just want to be felt (laughs) (laughs) puppets are human beings too that's right are bert and ernie grown men or are they kids because they're kids they i always kind of took them as kids but well they live on their own bert's clearly a man yeah and ernie's a kid no, no, no. They're just wayward 20-somethings. <laughs> okay, gotcha. They're slackers. <laughs> Millennials. No job, no noticeable job. <laughs> right. No means of support. Probably their parents. Right, right. <laughs> A trust fund. Trust fund kids. Trust of Uh So, uh, how much? Oh, well, we don't have a lot of time. Let me throw this in just because I thought it was interesting. Um, 
it, it happens to be from the Philadelphia Inquirer, but that's not very important. It's talking about how millennials are uh, in in huge numbers compared to previous generations down to not drink. Uh, Unlike Brett Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh, we'll take a look at his drinking history coming up. Oh, boy. Uh, According to the Monitoring the Future study, an annual national survey of 50,000 adolescents and young adults in America, alcohol use has dropped steadily since the 1990s. Is that because they're smoking more pot? That's an interesting question. Um, It's got to be part of it, but it's not like everybody's staying sober. Alcohol is still a large part of American culture, et cetera, from happy hour to frat parties, uh, et cetera. I live in a college town that had... And so are the tragedies that can result, they point out, for people who would interpret it differently because they're stupid. I don't know. Yes, the fact that millennials don't drink as much doesn't mean there are never alcohol-related problems. I get that. You can leave I that like it set. when they treat us like we're so freaking stupid. Right, right. Um, but I live in a college town, and it's astounding to me the 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 lack of uh, wildness of the student body in general. I, I went back to my very fraternity at my very uh, alma mater a few years ago. I guess it was several years ago now. And I was astonished. It was sober, quiet, geeky, kind of meek. Obedient, cautious. Yeah, you're you're using a tone that makes me think you disapprove. Oh, I do on one level. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely do on one level. So you want Kavanaugh-like behavior? Well, I don't know what that is. No, no, neither does anybody else. Uh, I, uh, here's where I throw into the article. On the other hand, some of the excesses of my time resulted in unfortunate circumstances. For those of you who don't already know that, which is nobody. There was a meek obedience about it that bothered me. That's not good, but I, I wish I had done more serious stuff in college. Drugs, you mean? More serious drugs? <laughs> no, no, more serious studying. Oh. Working. Taking advantage of the get you some smack. No, that's not what I was looking for. Anita Hill versus Clarence Thomas in 1991 coming up. Pretty interesting on the Armstrong and Getty Show.